what's going up guys welcome back to a brand new episode of the cloud pilot podcast and in this video we have an amazing person with us today to talk about machine learning engineering he is a machine learning engineer at amazon us let's welcome thomas ye to the cloud pilot podcast tommy is a good friend of mine we met in mid 2020s when he was in amazon luxembourg ever since we have been having so much good conversations regarding software engineering which he was then and now he is an engineer and he is going to share you with some knowledge about how to start a career in machine learning engineering so welcome tommy happy to have you here and uh, thank you so much for accepting my invite hey udesh pleasure to be here pleasure to be here as always can you t- uh, tell us about your journey you know how you got into amazon and how you you know finally ended up you were a software engineer initially and then you know you became a machine learning engineer and now you're in the us and basically you are from czech and then you moved into luxembourg and now in the us so how did the journey the whole journey transition how was the transition and you know how yeah, was yeah, the journey yeah, so, yeah. so my name is thomas and i was born and raised in czech republic the tiny country in Europe uh, to an American father and a Czech mother. I studied mathematics at university. Throughout university, I kind of realized uh, mathematics is cool and programming is even cooler because it's like applied math to real world uh, problems. You know, you can actually get, when you're solving mathematical theorems, it's fun, but writing programs, you're actually uh, doing something in the real world Whereas in the mathematical theorem, you're just writing it on a whiteboard, trying to impress other mathematicians, right? So very quickly, I realized that uh, software engineering or just like writing code, writing software, doing technology is uh, is more applicable for me and that I derive more satisfaction from it. So then I, despite, you know, had majoring from mathematics, I did a lot of uh, software engineering and technology side projects and, and extracurricular activities. You can think of like hackathons and coding competitions. And, and this naturally led me to a couple of part-time jobs that I had um, as a, a, back in Prague in Czech Republic around 2017, 2018. And then in 2019, after I graduated from university, I got an offer from Amazon in Luxembourg to start as a software engineering intern. Uh, I happily accepted the offer. I worked there for around three months. And then the, the guy was like, hey, Thomas, what are you up to after the internship? And I was like, uh, I don't know, I might go back to school, you know, to get the master degree. And they were like, hey, you know, why don't you stay with us? Here's a return offer. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't feel like going back being a poor student. So I accepted the offer and uh, and and was there. And, and, I, and I've been at Amazon ever since, <laughs> you know, and, and, and don't regret it. Like, Amazon is a pretty cool cool place, you know, especially for a recent uh, graduate who doesn't know anything about how the real world works. Working at a place like Amazon, I think, can really, really put your career on the right trajectory. So yeah, that's pretty much what, uh, how I got inside Amazon. 
uh, as an intern who, as a recent graduate, who had a lot of math and technology on his uh, background, on his CV. Uh, so I got the internship, which was pretty straightforward. You know, a couple, you know, like a one tech interview and three behavioral interviews. Then I got the internship. And then all I had to do is impress my boss during my internship. So I made, made sure to work during that internship. And then I got the full-time offer. And, and ever since then, I was, uh, you know, making sure I aced my project and then that's what I did. So, I mean, it's indeed an amazing journey, you know, because it's not, not really that easy to get into Amazon. If you take in India, it's a huge competition. It's a big market. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's truly very hard to get into top tech companies like Amazon. So um, I actually think, I actually think I was a little bit lucky, I have to say. And it's, and it's kind of what I, what they actually say to candidates trying to get into big tech companies is that the place matters. There are places that are less competitive than others. And so what I didn't know at the time but i've learned later is that luxembourg was one of the less competitive places oh. because it's not really it's not really you know if you're if you're looking at it from like a point of view of europe mm-hmm. luxembourg is not a sexy place to be if you're a software engineer with a sexy profile and you can choose to go to london or zurich or munich okay. and luxembourg you will probably not choose luxembourg i got i didn't really have that great of a profile mm-hmm. and i got rejected from Google and Facebook and Microsoft from all over Europe. Uh-huh. But but Amazon gave me an offer to move from Luxembourg because Amazon was having a hard time hiring people in Luxembourg. So I guess if, if you know, for people that are, that are listening to this and trying to like get some tangible advice from it is like when you're trying to get into a big tech company, it, it that just the tech company itself is not the only factor. Like the place that you're applying to matters as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something that you know, most people doesn't really know. So yeah, yeah. it's, a, it's an a hidden trick. It's a hidden trick, yeah. Yep, this is an important piece of advice. Cool. So um, now uh, you were a software engineer then and now you're a machine learning engineer. So how is your daily job? How is the work culture at Amazon? And you know, what does a machine learning engineer do on a daily basis? All right, I'm super happy you asked me this question. That's a it, it's a very good question and it's, a, and it's a tricky question. So so I started off as a software engineer, right? As a software engineer at Amazon, what I did in Luxembourg was build a bunch of big data processing software. You're big into cloud, so you'll probably understand when you have a lot of data about something, tables that have billions and billions of rows, writing software that processes all this data is non-trivial. You need some sort of a cloud service that does that. AWS, Amazon Web Services, has such services like S3, Redshift. So during my like software engineering days, I spent a lot of time working with these services, trying to take data from several sources, massage it, give it to other teams, you know, to use it. Uh, So that's what I did. And then I I always wanted to be a machine learning engineer because like I'm, I'm a mathematician. I studied mathematics. I love mathematics. I love the way mathematics stimulates my brain. Machine learning just sounds so sexy, you know, because it's kind of like math and computer science together, right? And it solves real world problems. I mean, is you know, it seems like the best thing in the world. 
Yep. And, and, and it kind of is. So I found that in, at Amazon, there are roles that are doing like heavy machine learning. And I wanted to, I wanted to become one such, uh, one such person doing that thing. You know, at some point I realized that in the team that I was in Luxembourg, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get exposure to that kind of work because that's just not what the team was doing. So then I had to look around. I found a team in the US that the guy was like, hey, you know, Thomas, you already have the American passport, you know, you want to you wanna go to Seattle. So I was like, so it worked out. Suddenly I'm in this, I'm in this team in Seattle with a machine learning engineer title. And I find myself doing very similar things that I was doing back in Luxembourg as a regular software engineer, right? Like again, like taking a lot of data, forwarding it to some scientist who then pushes it into his model or whatever. You know, how is that possible? Right. Like, isn't that, am I not as a machine learning engineer, am I not supposed to be like doing something super sexy, you know? And, uh, and it took me a while to, to understand this. And and it basically, and it basically boils down to that. Yes. Like machine learning is very sexy and I am uh, sorry. And I am working on systems that do machine learning right now. And before I was not, I was working on non-machine learning systems. Now I am working on machine learning systems, but I am doing the same work that I was pretty much doing back then anyways. Right. And the reason for is it is that when you have machine learning like systems, there is that core machine learning algorithm, you know, algorithm that translates one thing from one language to another, or maybe you have a ranker. That's what what I'm working on right now. You know, you have some sort of like a search engine uh, ranker of results, machine learning powered. Yes, there is a machine learning core, you know, and that core consists of those sexy algorithms you know, we learn about in school and that's the, you know, that's the meat of it. However, there's a lot of technological infrastructure around that core algorithm Mm -hmm. that takes so much effort to build as well. You can think, and, and but that work, just building that infrastructure around that is not necessarily that sexy. It's, uh, it's regular software engineering. It's for like a machine learning system, but it's regular software engineering. And when you actually look at it, to build a machine learning powered intelligent system, you you know, you maybe spend 10% of the time on writing the algorithm, and then you spend 90% of the time, you know, preparing the data, implementing the data pipelines of the training data, then the validation data, da 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 then you somehow need to orchestrate when this data comes here around this model that validated on this, you know, and all this takes, you know, at least 90% of the whole development time. So to answer the question, like what's the duty of the MLE? It's basically to make sure those 90% of tasks supporting the model, you know, work yeah. so that the scientist, you know, the guy that has the PhD from Stanford or whatever that is building the cutting edge algorithm can do his job. So, which means that you as an MLE, you're not really touching ML that much, but you're supporting the scientists touching that model. It's an exclusive information that machine learning engineers does not really do machine learning precisely. It all depends on which company you're in, 
and what team you're in. But in general, you know, and I have, and I, you know, in general at Amazon, but I have, you know, recruiters from other companies, you know, reaching out to me and it's pretty much the same, same stuff, you know. There are two class of people working on these. You're going to have the machine learning scientists those are going to be the people with PhDs from Stanford's and Berkeley's, you know, that that spent, you know, years and years, right, you know, doing research and writing publications on a very specific machine learning method, yep. right? These are the people who are developing the intelligence right. of the algorithm. And then, so that's the first class of people, the scientists. And then the second class of people is the engineers that are making sure that whatever these scientists cook up, it, it works on a production level scale. Yes, as an, as an ML, MLE, you need to understand how these machine learning methods work because you're going to be building software that is going to be supporting it. And yes, every now and then you might have an opportunity to improve something even in the model. But in general, it's not going to be your job to create a model, right? Like there's going to be already a scientist working on the model. Yeah. Your job is going to be making sure that that model then works when deployed to production. Right. And when something breaks, yeah. you're going to be the one getting paged at 1 a.m., you know, not the scientist, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope it makes clear on like what yeah. the distinction is between machine learning engineer and machine learning scientist. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, there would be definitely a lot of challenges in between. So, you know, have you faced any challenges or in general, you know, what are the potential challenges that a machine learning engineer might face? The, the, the challenge that I think this is, this is in general for like ML based projects, mm -hmm. the challenge is 90% of the time, like data. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you, you define a learning task or you're trying to, you know, you have some sort of a problem which you feel should be solvable by machine learning. You know, you have some sample data, you look at, you look at some samples of data provided to you by some business people or whatever, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, can you look at this data and write an algorithm which solves the problem? Right. And, and they give you some sample data. And you look at it and based on like looking at a couple of, you know, CSV files, you think, oh, okay, like this model might actually work. Uh, we can do it this way. And then actually when you pull in the full data set, you realize that it's crap, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so then you, then you have to spend a lot of time aligning with the different stakeholders, you know, hey, is this data set, this column in this data set, does it mean X or does it mean Y? You know, is they like, well, how should I interpret this data? If my model predicts this, like, does it make sense in the context of the business? You know, so it's like what I, what I found uh, as like building these intelligent systems is that the success of your project depends on how well the business understands what the model is doing. So, so you need to spend, so let's say like you thinking that you can just like lock yourself, put your headphones on and just like spend, you know, eight, eight hours a day coding your sexy model is utopian. Like it's not going to work. Like what, what, and that will, in fact, what's going to end up happening if you want to create a successful project is that you're going to end up spending a lot of time speaking to a lot of people, making sure that all the parties are aligned on 
what this data means, what is the success metric of the model, and uh, that the data is of the quality that is required for that model to succeed. You know, and once you have the metric and once you, once you have the success metric and once you have the data and everyone is on board, then you can, you know, put the headphones on and you can start building your sexy model. But until you have that, it's very hard to build anything. And, and usually getting this alignment and getting this data take a lot of time, you know, and a lot of like back and forth. Yeah, I think that's like the main challenge that you have to, you have to postpone coding, you know, you, the engineer, you want to, you know, jump at it and start coding as quickly as possible, but uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit. I mean, I, I can actually relate to it, you know, being a cloud infrastructure engineer, you know, I have to. I can imagine. So I, I, I need to, you know, get the architecture done first before, you know, it's just like. I can script on Terraform and just, you know, provision resources, but I still have to, you know, get the confirmation that this is what the business needs. In fact, I have right, 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 right. a machine learning project, you know, that was, All right. <laughs> I mean, not nothing related to ML, but it was an ML project doing some kind of mo models and stuff. I'm not sure what that is because, you know, I haven't been exposed to the machine learning part. I was just, you know, working on the infrastructure. So it's like, it was a good experience, you know, to set up the infrastructure for that particular project. And it was basically about ML, but again, you know, it was indeed interesting and I can totally relate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you need to make your customer happy, right? So yeah. like, uh, yeah. it pays spending time with the customer, even yeah. though that's maybe not what you as the engineer, as the geek enjoy doing the most, you know, yeah. like you, sh yeah. you have to, you have to invest time in that relationship yeah. for sure. Okay. So, um, so this particular next question is going to be, you know, kind of more important for anybody. So it's basically about the demand of the job, how, right. do we, how do we, you know, find a machine learning engineer job? Is it commonly available or is it, you know, specific for, you know, top tech companies like Amazon or Google? How is the, you know, demand for the job? Does a lot of company require that? Or is it a niche job that needs specific focus or skill sets? Yeah, so, so I think it's definitely less common than a generic software engineer role, but there are definitely, definitely openings like any, any bigger tech company is going to have, you know, any big tech company is going to have ML based AI systems, Google, Amazon, Apple, they're, they have ML pipelines there. And for those you know, software engineers working on those, supporting those pipelines and building new tools for scientists to do research on. These are technically machine learning engineers. All of these companies are going to have openings for that. On LinkedIn, I'm getting pinged quite often from big tech companies and even smaller companies asking specifically, hey, you know, don't you want to go do machine learning engineering for us? You know, so... I think the demand is definitely there. They might call the roles differently across organizations. Some organizations might call them machine learning engineers. Some organizations might call them something like software engineer dash machine learning. Oh. You know, some organizations might call them AI engineer. You know, it really depends. I guess the general role for let's say the general job description is hey a person who is supporting ml pipelines and you know pushing models to production 
and building tools for ML scientists to experiment quickly and push models to production. That's generally what an ML engineer does. There is definitely a lot of work for these people in, in these big tech companies. So um, is it kind of like an experienced role or somebody, you know, does it require prior experience or does entry level people can also apply for it? I, I coming out of university, I wanted an ML job. I wasn't able to get it, but so I got in as a software engineer and then I, let's say, clawed my way through the hierarchy. Amazon specifically, they have like, they even have like applied science internships and they have like research science internships and software engineer internships in ML teams. So mm-hmm. it is definitely possible for you to get an internship or even an entry-level job in a team that does ML and then you basically become an ML engineer, right? That's definitely possible. Now, how likely are you to find that specific job? Mm-hmm. That, that, that I'm not entirely sure. It's yeah. probably much less common than just applying for a software engineering internship, yeah. but yeah. those roles do exist. So you just need to like, look at them and look around you know yeah i i th- i also think you know side projects might help you know doing something on ml oh, absolutely yeah i mean like i have observed you know a lot of people doing machine learning projects in their final year of college so it's like i i think that might be you know supportive if they do multiple but right 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 kaggle helps you know mm-hmm. if, if people watching this are into you know are, are hoping to get an ML engineer job or ML scientist job at some at some big tech company. Kaggle is a, is a nice little way of you know you have a you create a public GitHub repository where you're solving a Kaggle competition. That's a nice little way to showcase your your skill that I've used uh, in the past successfully. It's uh, it works. You know the it's a nice thing. You can you have a nice data point you can talk about in the interview. Mm. Kaggle is good for sure. Absolutely. I, I mean, I have noticed a few people, you know, good with Kaggle, even while in their college days and, you know, doing some ML. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that's definitely a valid point. Cool. So um, do you suggest anything like a roadmap to have a machine learning career, you know, for people who want to transition into a machine learning career who are already working and uh, how will the journey be for a student? So I think like if you're someone who's maybe at university right now mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I really love machine learning and I want to do machine learning, mm-hmm. right? And let's say you're, you're, you're towards the end of your bachelor degree, right? Yeah. And now you're basically, you know, you learned about machine learning and you think it's the best thing ever, right? And you want to mm-hmm. dedicate your life to doing machine learning. So then the thing you need to ask yourself is, do I want to do like hardcore machine learning? Mm-hmm. Do I actually want to do like work on cutting edge models and, you know, push the understand the human understanding of how machine learning pushes artificial intelligence forward? If yes, if the answer to this question is yes, then probably you don't want to be an, based on what we just discussed, you know, you probably don't want to be a machine learning engineer. You probably want to be a machine learning scientist. Okay. And hence, you probably want to go do a PhD or something like that, you know, definitely like a master degree at the minimum. 
but mm -hmm. probably you want to go you want to find a good professor at a good university and you want to go do a PhD with them, you know, on a very specific machine learning topic. Yeah. And then if that goes well, you know, you publish some papers, yeah. then probably some big tech company would happily take you on. And then you will end up working on, on those sexy models and really like pushing it forward. Now, if the answer to that question is, know that you don't necessarily want to be that person that's you know really going deep 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 into the mathematical formulas of a model and 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 and, and designing new ways machine learning uh tasks are being tackled yeah. right if you're if you're if you're the person that actually likes to build stuff more yeah. and and improve infrastructures for machine learning and now that's a person, if that, if the answer is this, right, then mm -hmm. machine learning engineer role is probably for you. In that case, you probably don't need a PhD. A master degree will be helpful. Right. But I, for example, don't have a master degree, and 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 I was able to get the job. So, so I guess for these people that that don't want to be the hardcore scientists, but want to work on like supporting machine learning, then I think the best way for you to you know, you know, the roadmap to create your roadmap is to polish your LinkedIn, polish your resume, start applying. And while you're applying, work on side projects. If you have, if you have the ability to work with a professor that if you, if you're so lucky that you have a professor that does something ML related in your school, you know, try to get some work with him. If not, hackathons are awesome. You know, let's see if we can get some hackathon projects where you can maybe use a little bit of machine learning. Yep. If not that, you know, Kaggle yeah. is awesome. That's where you can showcase your skill. And uh, there are a bunch of open source projects you can contribute to as well. And, and big tech companies, they, you know, anytime you can send someone your GitHub page and you have a bunch of open source commitments there, you know, it looks good. Uh, it, it it gives you nice little content you can talk about in your in in your interview. So uh, so yeah, that would be let's say the process, right? Uh, apply, applying, applying as much as possible, making sure your LinkedIn and resume are polished, and in the meanwhile, you know, building your building your repository of ML projects, right? Via Kaggle hackathons, extracurricular activities. So you know. In the absolutely maths is the most important subject when it comes to ML, but you know, what are the other skills, you know, that somebody needs in order to be a machine learning engineer, because, you know, cloud is fast growing and definitely you need a lot of exposure in the cloud services. There would be other skills as outside of cloud that you also need to be a machine learning engineer. So what are those skill sets that you would suggest for people to, you know, get a career in the machine learning domain. Mm -mm -mm, that's a very good question. So I think so. So you said you said math, and I think and that's a very valid point. I'll yep. go a little bit deeper than just math. I would I would say that for a person to like have a you know if you want to be an ML engineer, mm -hmm. it helps if you know how ML works. Okay. If not to the, you know, if not like super deep, at least on a certain level. Of yep. granularity yep. and for that i think it's absolutely crucial that you like uh, 
understand like linear algebra, some multivariate calculus and statistics. You know, these are like the three math disciplines that that machine learning is built on top of. Once you know these, machine learning will make sense to you, you know, and once it makes sense to you, you can play around with it. So that that's on the math part. Now, you're absolutely right. There's more to it, right? Yeah. Because you're an engineer, your job is to make stuff work. So yeah. just math alone will not cut it. I think what helped me personally a lot is coming from the software engineer background, i.e. having written a lot of code and mm -hmm. having thought about projects from the software engineer perspective. Yep. Uh, is helpful a lot because then, you know, that you have a lot of data scientists, you know, that are on Kaggle or, 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 or whatever, or even in these big time companies, you have like data scientists that are like super stoked on math. And, but then they actually ask him to write some code and they write this, you know, massive Jupyter notebook, you know, okay. and it's like, okay, it works, but uh, how do I make it into a product? Right. It's like this, like a uh, massive, like script that is not reusable, nothing. So then that's not a proper way to code. So if you're also able to understand math and you under and you know how to code, and I don't mean just like know how to code, but I mean like you understand principles of object-oriented programming, principles of uh, design, you know, object-oriented design patterns and uh, functional programming patterns, you know, like the way that makes code reusable and manageable if you can combine this with the math, that'll make you a much, much better machine learning engineer. Yeah, and, and absolutely, as you said, you know, cloud is much, much more relevant as, uh, you know, we go forward. Software is being deployed to cloud more than ever. If, you, if you're able to teach yourself some of the, the cloud platforms, you're making yourself much more attractive to future employees because all of the future employers are going to be running stuff on the cloud specifically their ml pipelines you know they're going to be hosted in the cloud so you're going to need to know that as well i'm not sure if it's gonna help you in the interview that much because from my experience when like interviewing ml engineers right. you the interviews tend to focus more on the coding and on the machine learning theory more than on implementing a machine learning system in the cloud. So, so if you're just optimizing for the interview, then if you have limited time and you're optimizing for the interview, then I think like the math, the theory of machine learning and like the coding will be the most, the best way to spend your time. But like, if you're just like optimizing for like a, you know, like a long-term successful ML engineer career, Cloud computing is definitely a skill skill you want there. The soft skills, you know, like yeah. being able to, to speak to a customer, you know, explain your model yeah. to an end user. You know, yeah. this is yeah. a super valuable skill that a lot That's of really important. technical people overlook, right? If you start if you focus on that, on making sure that people understand what you're working for. Yeah. What, what you're working on and how it solves that problem, you know, you're already much better off than the rest, you know? Yeah. Also on like uh, being, uh, being able to present your work, being able to communicate with your customers about what, what, what you're solving 
And, you know, these, these sort of softer skills that, that are, let's say, less measurable than, you know, how many lines of code you've written today, but they're very, they, they definitely help your career in mm -hmm. general, in, yeah. but yeah. in ML engineers as well. Yeah. I mean, like soft skills are definitely more important you know, communicating what we have done to the business is really a tough task and we have to, you know, excel in that. Awesome. So um, do you have any, you know, kind of strategies or something to prepare for machine learning job interviews? In general from, and, 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 and different tech companies do it differently, but from what I've noticed is, and being on both, being the person interviewing others and being interviewed myself. When, when, when someone wants to fill an ML engineer role, we're looking for that the person understands ML, knows how to code, and, you know, satisfied the behavioral questions, right? So like, you know, is a fit, let's say. Yeah. We already touched upon it a little bit before, but like if you're, if you have like an ML, MLE interview upcoming in the next couple of days, days or weeks, mm -hmm. I think your best way, your best guess as preparing for it would be approach it as like a software engineering interview at a, at a FANG company mm -hmm. uh, and read a little bit on ML theory as yeah. well. So, you know, be prepared to code, you know, mm -hmm. be prepared to get a question about coding and make sure you can write the code that will work uh, just like any other software engineering interview. But, you know, also prepare your behavioral questions. You know, when someone asks you, you know, can you talk me about the time when blah, 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 you know, make sure you have the answer ready. And then finally, make sure that when someone asks you, Hey, so, you know, what's the difference between linear regression and logistics regression that, uh, that, you know, the answer to that. When I was preparing for these like MLE interviews, what I did is that I read this book called the uh, deep learning book by uh, Ian Goodfellow, who is the, I think the most cited AI guy. Mm -hmm. But anyways, he wrote this, he wrote this nice, and it's a free book. It's uh, it's in a browser deeplearningbook.com i think it is yeah it's like 300 pages you know and they go from like general machine learning to like very rigorous deep learning there are some nice examples theory is explained there what is learning what is regularization blah 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 i use that book as a resource for the machine learning theory part of the interview and then i use lead code and or the other you know cracking the coding interview as a resource for the coding part of the interview. And yeah, I, you know, if you, if you follow this, I think you should be good to go. So, okay. Um, do you have, you know, any kind of advice that you need to give for the aspiring people who want to, you know, transition their career into the machine learning? Get a mentor, I think would be my number one advice. Yeah. Try to find someone who already did whatever you're trying to do. And this is like a super generic advice that works for everything. But uh, at the end of the day, whatever, whatever I'm telling you right now, it's sort of, it is helpful for sure. And you can, you can pay, pull out some of some specific data points and make some decisions based on it for sure. And I hope it helps some people, but uh, having, having a sort of mentor that, that I can go to and be like, Hey, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. And that person be like, 
oh, I've been exactly in this situation. You need to do this, 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 and this, you know, that's so good. You know, it's so valuable. So start pinging people on, you know, hopefully you, you know, someone that yeah. can already help you with that. If you don't, you know, start looking around on LinkedIn or friends of friends, you know, or if you're an ML engineer, you know, you know, ping me, you know, like you and me, how we connected, you yeah. know, you pinged me and now we're here, right? Like in general, people, people on LinkedIn tend to be very helpful to people Absolutely. that are trying to achieve similar things. So, yeah. so yeah, if you're, if you're an ML aspirant, you know, find a mentor. If you don't know who your mentor could be, you know, ping me on LinkedIn and uh, let, let, let's talk, you know, happy, happy to help. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I was, you know, exploring uh, software engineering by then and, you know, we met and, uh, uh, you know, it was a great, a great experience, you know, to know more about software engineering. Literally, I didn't really have much idea before I met you. And after that, you know, it was totally different. So, yeah. Right, right, right. So getting a mentor is definitely a valid and an important point. Now we're coming to a close. So thank you very much, Thomas, for spending your time, you know, sharing those and all those insights to the audience. You know, uh, I'm sure uh, anybody who's listening to this is definitely going to find it very helpful. And uh, thank you so much again. Uh, before we close down, any closing notes? Good luck and uh, get the mentor. <laughs> and uh, it was a pleasure being here, Udesh. I had a lot of fun uh, speaking with you tonight. Yeah, it, it was absolutely amazing to have you here. And uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, this is your Cloud Pilot signing out with another one. We will catch you soon. Until then, bye. Thank you.